This is Jim O'Donnell from the Taos Land Trust. You are listening to our podcast about land, water, culture, and conservation in northern New Mexico. We've got two guests from the Main Street Project in the studio this morning, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, we've got Davison and Elizabeth. Davison, why don't you start us off? Sure. Who are you? Uh, my name is Davison Koenig. I'm the executive director and curator of the Cal Sharp Historic Site here in Taos, the home and studios of E.I. Cal's Joseph Henry Sharp. Oh, is that my turn that's, now? That's all you're going to say that's about yourself? That's all going to say. He's on I the board talk more. of Main Street. Oh, yeah. and I'm on the board of Main Street. <laughs> yeah. And where, where are you from and why, why, are you, why are you doing what you're doing? Good question. Oh, long story short, grew up in the East Coast, Connecticut, by way of California, Arizona. And I've been now in Taos for four years, working with the Cows Foundation at the Cows Sharp Historic Site. And basically, I became involved with uh, Taos Main Street because I felt that the community was small enough that we as active citizens could actually make a difference. And it seemed like we were at a crossroads of defining who we wanted to be as a community with a lot of conversations going on with Strong at Heart and town planning. And I was tired of listening to people complain um, and, and seeing a lot of reactionary stuff happening in Taos. And it just seemed like the best thing to do was to get involved, become informed and become engaged and help share a vision and create a vision for where we want to be and create a sustainable community. And that's kind of what drew me in. All right. Thank you. Elizabeth? And now it's my turn. It's your turn. I'm Elizabeth Crittenden Palacios, citizen of Taos since 1973. In and out. Been in Santa Fe, school in Albuquerque, southern Colorado. But Taos has always been a place that's called me and a place I've always called home. And when I retired from the Community Foundation a number of years ago, I said to myself, I want to get involved in something that um, is exciting and interesting to me. So first, I joined the board of the Paseo Project, for which I'm the chair right now. And then when I heard that there was conversations going on in community about Taos Main Street and applying for a Main Street project, I said to myself, hmm... I'm pretty good at engaging community and bringing people together. Maybe I can lend my services because I believe in a strong downtown and I believe that people in, take steps forward and can make change in their community as they see it. We were just at the tail end of the Strong at Heart uh, project and I started working with the team that was putting together the application for the, it's called an accelerator project, which was a one-year project that we had to do. So we applied to New Mexico Main Street to become an accelerator Main Street project. Okay, so let's back up just yeah. a second. What is Main Street? Let's just start like with the basic definitions. Well, it's the downtown. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the street that runs through the middle yeah. of town, for goodness paseo. sake. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's the Main Street it is a national program. It comes out of uh, historic preservation at a national level, and I'm sorry, I don't have the, the right designation for the department, but there's a n National Main Street America, which is the mothership, I guess, of all of the main streets across the United States. There's about 1,500 of them, I think. 
There might be 2,500 of them. Okay. I'm sorry. I all don't right. have all my facts. There's, there's, there's a, a bunch. Lot. There's, there's a bunch of them. And, and the reason why they came out is about, um, as we went through that crazy urban renewal process and different times, cities have tried to reinvent themselves and small towns have. We've had different influxes of uh, economic drivers and, and big box stores going on the edge of town and different things that happen inside our towns here in the United States. And it's been to the detriment of a lot of small towns. And the, the hub, the downtown area has lost its, uh, in, in many communities, became vacant, um, completely bypassed, um, lost its energy, lost its, its heart. And lost its community and economic relevance. Yes, absolutely. Right. And so Main Street is a project that is set up to try to revitalize the downtown area of communities through looking at the assets that already exist in that community and revitalizing and working with those assets to, to bring life and energy and engagement in the downtown area both with people coming and going and visiting and with businesses and in a good mix, providing the services to those people that are coming and going. And does the, main, does the Main Street Project focus on small and medium-sized towns or do cities have... No, it's it, all, all sizes. Okay. And Albuquerque has three, I think, three Main Street Projects. They, they primarily are in neighborhoods, like there's the Varelas right. um, neighborhood and then there's a couple other. I think there's one up in Knob Hill. So it's it's around a neighborhood, sort of saying what's going on in our neighborhood. So okay. that's how it works in a in a larger city. And how does it relate to Davison? How does how does uh, Main Street relate to the Strong at Heart project? Well, basically, the Strong at Heart laid the foundation for where Main Street is now, in that it went out and sought uh, input from the community to ask the tough questions of who do, who, who do we want to be as a community? What are our values? What do we want to see in downtown? What's going to bring us to downtown? Uh, what are the, what are, what's, what's the economy that we need in this community that is largely a rural community that's never seen a railroad or a real highway? So how do we build that town that we want to see. So Main Street really kind of laid out a roadmap for us, which is great because- Or Strong at Heart strong laid at out- heart. Yeah. Strong at Heart laid that roadmap out for us, for us to follow, and now prioritize those projects and figure out how do we move forward? How do we bring the resources to town? Uh, but that was a really significant project that put us in a really nice place as a community to get all that feedback. And that's kind of where Taos Main Street picks up now. Yes, we pick up, we consider ourselves facilitating the downtown vision and picking up as an action-based team. So we've... Actually, implementation. Implementation, yeah, yeah an implementation team. Looking and prioritizing, like uh, Davison said, and picking out projects. We'll start small. We have to start small. We're a nascent organization. So we're going to start small, work incrementally until we build to larger projects. And okay, and so how does then the Main Street project and organization then interact with the town and the town planning department and town government? We have to walk side by side. We have to walk very cl in close communication. One of the Main Street um, accreditation points is that you have to have a strong partnership and a financial partnership with the municipality in which you serve. So where your district is, 
they are a funding partner with us. Okay. So we are not a project of the town of Taos. We're an independent 501c3, but we work side by side. And it's very important as we start prioritizing projects that we work with the town so we know what their infrastructure plans are so that we can work to enhance some of the projects they're doing or perhaps stimulate some. So, so in um, other words, if the town government changes, we have this nonprofit organization called Main Street that continues on with these priorities that were identified in Strong at Heart and then refined are, with refined mm-hmm. and then are being implemented by this organization. Yes, and okay. so as the administration changes, our vision and our, our work plan stay the same. Of course, it has to work with an administration obviously may have different ideas, and so we have to be responsive and um, uh, respectful of that. Right. But we don't disappear. Okay. No, we're basically a, a liaison between the community, the voice of the people, and the town and the county. Because the town and the county, they have to be planning five, ten years out to bring resources to Taos, to, to work right. with the New Mexico DOT, to bring all these projects in, to just maintain the infrastructure, let alone do smart growth that we all basically realize we need as a community to, to survive and be sustainable in the future. So we need to keep that vision going throughout, regardless of political change. But we need to work with them hand in hand as we develop projects for short term, midterm and long term. One of the questions that I constantly have, even though I kind of know the answer, but I think a lot of people have the same question is, we've gone through so many planning processes in this town over the years. Um, The first one I can remember was back in the 90s. That um, And how is this different from that? We have all these different planning processes. Good question, Jim. How is Strong at Heart different? How is Main Street different? Yeah, that's a good question. We're all smiling here. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. <laughs> There's all these like, yeah, yeah. We have all of the plans. One of the things that we did when we first started was to gather as many plans as we could and say, okay, we have planned a lot in our community and we've brought the voices together in our community in many different ways. And we looked and s- determined that there had been plenty of planning done. And what is it that we could learn from that? So one of the first things that we did with all of these plans and, and very well executed plans, I'm not denigrating yeah, any really of them, yeah. um, is to say, what's the stream? What's the commonality between all of these? And there were some pretty strong messages that came through from each one of the plans. And again, most strongly from Strong at Heart. We want a safe, accessible downtown where people want to go where we can walk in our streets and feel safe and, and have a place where we want to be in the downtown area, a place of repose where we can sit and watch people and enjoy the rhythms of our, our lives and also access merchandise and things that we may want to purchase in the downtown area that's relevant to our lives. And so that kind of idea, strong alleyways, strong so- sidewalks, wayfinding, strong uh, creative economies of businesses in the downtown area. Um, That's what the plans said. Now there's a lot of details about how that looks. So that was like a common thread throughout all these plans. That's a common thread throughout all of it. And that makes a perfect foundation for what Main Street does. Because Main Street is about 
working on what's going on inside the buildings around economic and entrepreneurism and enhancing businesses and working with merchants and helping determine vacancies and things like that, that uh, as far as what goes on inside the commerce of our community. The other part that Main Street works on is the facades and the sidewalks and the walkability and the design and the places of opening and entry and the places of, of curiosity and how do we create a downtown that when you walk you're, you're naturally flowing through the town and not kind of isolated in certain sections. And, um, and then another way that we work is also through promotion and looking at what are the merchants doing today? How can we help promote what they're doing? What are the events that are going on? How can we help enhance and work with them? We're not about doing more events or we're not about starting our own business. It's about saying what is it that we have in our community that we can lift up and make it so that we, the residents, engage and be part of and support because we know when we travel different places as far as visitors or tourists we want to see where the residents go we want to be part of the right. people and do the people in this community eat here do they shop here that's where we want to be because we want to be part of the community so the more we create our downtown to be representative of what our community wants the visitors are going to have an experience, a, a, a authentic, a more authentic, a, yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So really looking at what goes on 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 the streets, what our what our facades look like, how do we clean up our alleyways, how do we create access from the plaza to Bent Street, you know, through the John Dunn to Civic Plaza, the Festival Streets, and that whole core in the downtown area. Is one of the goals also how people access the downtown area? You know, as you both know, one of my consistent complaints is, is just how, how do we move about in this town? Yeah. We're so car-centric. Our sidewalks are in horrible condition. Our crosswalks are absolutely yeah. dangerous. And so you have this core area, and there's this talk about how we move within the core area, but how do we increase access, um, non-vehicular access to our core Main Street area from, for the rest of the community? Yeah. Well, you know, we have other initiatives in our community that are working on, you know, trails and bike paths and trees, and we're in partnership with them. Um, they're working closely with us because, as we said, we don't want to reinvent the wheels. Right. So by working with the trails group that works in a much larger venue than where we're working in a small district in the downtown, um, we look at the downtown as a, almost as a hub where you move out. And so how do the different trails come into the town and then what happens when we are where you are in the town. So we're we're in the process of working with the Bikes and Trails Association to identify those key points of entry and then where you go from there. Okay. Um, so, and we're also doing that with the tree planting plan and kind of the, the tree board has a plan with the town, but how do we work with private entities around trees and tree care and, and what's the water source? So then we get into what's the underground aquifer and all of that. Now, we don't, profess to be the ones that are on top of all of that, but we know that we have groups that are, and that's what they primarily focus on, and that then informs, uh, integrates into what goes on downtown. Great. Davison, one of the questions that I have is, is, is how is Main Street structured, and how do organizations like the Kaus Museum 
fit in? Sure, good question. So basically, Taos uh, Main Street is largely a volunteer organization. The, the basis is that you need the community involvement, that without community people engaging, this is very much a civic community um, model that is based on people rolling up their sleeves, becoming engaged. So you have a board, and then you have your, your subcommittees beneath the board, um, and they're all volunteers. So you have your design committee, you have economic development committee, you have marketing committee. Uh, organizational. Organizational committee. Uh, and we have, what, over 40 volunteers right now working with us, uh, putting in a lot of hours. And that's really the, the strength of the organization. So for ourselves, uh, myself also representing the Kaus Foundation and the Kaus Sharp Historic Site, uh, we're in the midst of a multi-million dollar uh, project renovating the former Mission Gallery and creating a archive research center, 5,000 square foot museum facility that will house the archives for the Tau Society of Artists, but will also be a public space open to the community and visitors. And so I think it's important for us to engage on that level because it's really about creating, building critical mass. And this is something that I've witnessed in Taos is that I really feel like there is an upswell happening right now with the community uh, and with the opportunities that we have before us. And it's very important for all of us to engage and leverage everything that we do. Because if we're not talking to each other, if everyone's doing their disparate things, you know, it's, it's much more difficult to achieve what we want to achieve as, as a community. So I think that's really what's important is, is everyone who has, has a stake, which is everyone that lives basically in Taos County, even though we're focused on a very small area in the downtown, that is the heart, that is the nucleus of the community. And that's really the foundation of this is it, it's an economic development program, but it's built on the community. And what's fortunate in Taos is that we are very self-aware. All these reports that we've done, all mm -hmm. this research that we've done over the years, over decades, it all comes back to the same thing, that we're very self-aware of where we want to be and how we need to get there. So we have a great foundation and we have that roadmap to work with. What other organizations are involved? So it's important, to, I mean, kind of coming off of the Cow Sharp Foundation, we have other creative museums and nonprofits that are in the downtown as anchors, and I call them right. our creative anchors. And there's the Harwood, there's the Fetchin, there's or the Taos Art Museum, there's the TCA, there's Cow Sharp. And having the, that, that quality of it, of entities in our downtown area, creates a, a draw to that downtown and creates a draw to our community because each one of those entities has their niche and what they're doing as far as promoting and talking about and celebrating Taos in, in, its, in their different ways and bringing visitors in. We don't want to say this isn't about visitors because visitors come to Taos and that is part of our, our, part economy. Of our economy. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we want to keep that going, but we want to keep it going in an in a, um, intentional way. And so by having these partners um, in our district working with us, um, and then creating cross-communication between what they're doing, that's a huge part of our creative economy in the downtown area. So it's important that they are working with us directly, and they are. I would just add that one thing that I find exciting being in Taos is that, is that all of our museums and cultural organizations actually talk to each other, actually plan, uh -huh. um, 
coordinate schedules and events. And that's something I've never seen in all the communities yeah, that's cool. I've lived in is pretty much everyone does their own thing. And occasionally they talk to each other, but we actually meet regularly with the Taos Arts Cultural Consortium under Taos Arts Council. Uh, the museum directors actually get together regularly and have a drink and just talk about things that we can do together. Um, and that's kind of exciting. Like right now, this summer, we have, I don't know, probably five exhibitions where all of us are borrowing objects or working with an, e each other on different programs um, uh, throughout the summer. And that's that's kind of exceptional in most communities. So it sounds like Main Street is pulling on our 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 reputation as a historic, uh, as a, sorry, as an art-based community as one of the pillars of One of, of the this pillars. Work? I think that, that to refer to it as one of the pillars, because certainly we have others. We have the beauty of the, of the nature and the uh, natural experience that we have here as far as uh, recreation and just being out in, in the light and the sky and, and the mountain and the air and the walkability and, you know, trails and things like that. So that's another piece. But we also have um, um, merchants in our community. We're a very strong entrepreneurial community. You have to be that we very, are. Mm -hmm. very, have a lot of tenacity and a lot of strength. And so one of the things that Main Street um, is doing is Davison was talking about the uh, interconnectedness between the museums. How do we create that kind of venue for our merchants in the downtown area to have that kind of interconnectedness and that kind of communication? Resources available to them that don't aren't going to break the bank or anything, but resources available to them, venues where they can talk, you know, blog spots and things like that, regular mix and meets. We do have a mix and meet coming up for our district merchants coming up. Cows uh, Sharp Foundation is going to host that. Um, we haven't quite settled on the date, but it's in Ju July. And um, opportunities for merchants to come together, opportunities for property owners to come together. How do we begin creating an ongoing dialogue so that we're not isol isolated and working off assumption, that there is a, a clear communication? Main Street can take that role on. Somebody was talking the other day about how, oh, it was some horrid thing that was going to happen and they were sure and they were moving everybody out and the town was doing this and the town was doing that without passing rumors. I'm not going to get into the specifics, <laughs> but none of it was really based in reality. Right. We do have quite a rumor mill in this we town. We do. Yeah, what yeah, do we, we call do. it? Rumors and trumors. Rumors we and have, trumors. We yeah. have that going right <laughs> exactly. now. So we want to be about the trumors. Right. So Main Street can be a place, a touchstone to say what, what really is happening. Right. And if we don't know, We'll find we'll out. We'll find out. Do, you know, so we talked about if, if the town administration changes, Main Street continues on. Is Main Street something that goes on and on as a community resource? It could be yes. multi-decadal yeah. yes. type of thing. Absolutely. Like, I don't know, how, in other towns. It, Absolutely. Okay. In in New Mexico, we have 20, no, wait, 30 Main Street projects. Okay. The oldest is 29 years old, and it's in Silver City. Okay, and that's still going on. And it's still going on, and they still have lots of work to do and projects, and they've revitalized an area they call yeah. the Ditch and all the yeah. downtown. If you go in their little downtown area, it's really yeah, it's pretty cool. vibrant and yeah. neat. They have manu a tile manufacturing plant. They have a, a hand press manufacturing place where they right. do hand pressing. So it's not... It's not about necessarily all the items you would think a tourist would want. It's about items that people in the community want yeah. and 
and, you know, brew pubs and all of that kind of fun stuff. But they continue to go on. So okay. sometimes Main Streets will come, and sometimes they will go away and then revitalize a few years later. Right. You know, right. it just kind of depends because it's based so much on volunteerism. Yeah. And, you know, funding is always a challenge. You have to have enough funding coming in to be able to keep the project rolling and to be able to facilitate the relationships you need in order to take on the big projects. You know, in um, one thing I've noticed over the years in, in town is, especially when we have volunteer-based organizations or, or, or say we're having an, a, an environmental issue and we want people to turn out, it, it, there's oftentimes significant chunks of the community that, that don't turn up and that can't participate because of economic issues, job issues, childcare mm-hmm. issues, things like that. Have you guys given thought to how to include voices that aren't usually at the table by, by building better access, childcare, meals, right, meeting right, times? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, we're it. That's a huge challenge in our community. It's a huge challenge, you know, because it's like who has the time to put in and etc. But we are we try to adjust our hours of some of our meetings. But as we move into implementation, things change. We've been in this big planning phase right now, where we're trying to get accredited. We've had all these benchmarks, etc. Right. And now we're moving into accreditation, which means we can actually access funding and start doing projects. And as we start developing small projects, like um, we're talking about the uh, seeking funding right now for doing a small pop-up park, um, a movable pop-up park. So we build the elements of a park, chairs and things like that, and then they move around. And as the, so that being something that we're doing creates an opportunity where something can be built at a certain time. A certain group of people can build that. Crosswalks can be painted at a certain time. So how, how we build these, we start working in something that we're calling task force or ad hoc groups, task force that have a project that they work on, they design it, they decide when it's going to be done, when it's going to be implemented, communicating with the rest of the group, of course, but it works on their schedule so that um, it, it works at a time that they can work. So, so there's there's a lot of different opportunities where people could come in for just a small period of yeah, time. Yeah, you don't have to volunteer your life away. Right. Yeah. Okay. You can come in and say, okay, I like to do that. Yeah. I like painting. So bring me in when it's painting. And we're actually establishing a database so that we can have a place that's on our website right now where you can sign up as a volunteer and say what you like. What, what's the website? TausMainStreet.com. All right. So really hard. <laughs> yeah. So definitely go check out www.talsmainstreet.com. Yes. Yep. And if you forget, you can put in org and you'll get there too. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And then the, the email right now is director at talsmainstreet.com. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. is there a director? There is not a director. I'm serving um, as an intern project manager for a few months until we're a little more stabilized. We get through the accreditation process and get a little more stabilized, and then we will be posting for an executive director. But okay. that timeline has not yet been established. Okay. And when you say, um, just getting back to like the structure of it, when you say accreditation and we can now access funding, who's that through? Who accredits Main Street and and then who... How do you access the funding? I was touching on that a little bit earlier. So there's uh, um, Main Street America, and then there's New Mexico Main Street. Right. And New Mexico Main Street is housed in the Economic Development Department, and it's a state program. And so uh, in combination, 
Main Street America puts out the main uh, criteria for accreditation, and New Mexico Main Street then customizes it for our state, and then um, they're the partner that we work with. Okay. And so when we apply, we apply to be an accredited organization. We went through a one-year process of 55 benchmarks um, to demonstrate that we had capacity in our community. And Main Street, um, New Mexico Main Street, works with us in terms of offering us what they call revitalization specialists. And they have about 10 revitalization specialists that come in to help do design for architecture, help determine land use. So this is like technical assistance, technical assistance. experts in these areas yes. who can come and they give us a hand. They come in and give us a hand and look at where we are. Um, there's landscaping, there's promotion. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's pretty deep and very thorough as far as what they're able to offer. Plus, they have a lot of resources for us on our community. And then, of course, with 20, 30 main streets, we have the um, camaraderie of our colleagues um, for helping us. So we are now at the very end of accreditation and have been recommended we are skipping what they call an affiliation field because we've demonstrated capacity right. and moving straight into being a fully vested Main Street project. Once we're a fully vested Main Street project, that enables us to access state funds. So be able, being able to leverage funding in, and this is an area that I'm just learning about, so I, I, I can't speak with great authority to it, um, but this is an area where we can leverage in funds from the state um, to enhance what the town has already brought in. Um, we can also help facilitate funds for merchants and for different projects. We can also look at tax incentives. Now, not all of this money comes through Main Street. We okay. are kind of a, conduit, a facilitator of it to be able to bring it in to the appropriate place, whether it's a business owner. We are able to start moving in a way that we can say to a property owner, you want to do some development on your property that's going to enhance our Main Street district, we will work with you. We will bring our revitalization specialists to the table now. We will bring um, work with the town to help you get some tax incentives. Uh, we might help find some a developer for you to work with. Uh, we might be able to help you facilitate your some of your family dynamics you know, so that we serve as that intermediary, I guess, towards the vision. Okay. So when we're talking about all of this, this funding, does some of it come through the legislature also? Yeah. It, they could. It, some of it can come directly from the legislature. Um, New Mexico Main Street leverages uh, an appropriation from the legislature also, and then they pass it out through to the Main Street projects. And then there's a uh, partner organization called New Mexico Resiliency Alliance, which is a nonprofit foundation. And they also have funding that they offer out for facade small projects that they work on. And then there's um, a lot of uh, national foundations that focus closely or focus on Main, Street, on projects Main Street projects and downtown revitalization, livable community and things like that. Okay. So we look at, look at that to funding. Okay. We also, you know, we do get a little bit of money from the town of Taos, but it's about a third of our budget. Okay. And we need to be raising additional funds to facilitate a 
modest budget. Okay. Uh, Davison, I'll give Elizabeth a, a short break here and let her get some water. What are some of the projects that have, that have come up, that have bubbled up a, as priorities to, to start off? Um, I remember we were talking before about just getting some results, getting sure, some things sure. out there, even if it's small, letting people know that the organization's there. Well, I think one of the, actually the first project we did this last winter was working with uh, Karina Armijo um, and doing a lighting downtown uh, with Farolitos on the parapets in particular downtown because one of our challenges is really creating that sense of arrival, uh, especially for visitors. But that's twofold. It's also creating a community pride in downtown. Uh, and getting the entire downtown lit up throughout the holidays was was an important project and symbolic of showing something. Now, we only got, we didn't get quite to our goal. We'd like 100% participation in downtown so that when you roll up into Taos, you see this beautiful, illuminated adobe town unlike any other. Um, but it was a really great inroads of outreach to the community, talking to people about what we're doing. And that's a lot of it is just getting the word out. Okay. about what we're doing and what our potential is. So that was our first project. I yeah, think. and I thought that was a, a nice success. I There's been times the lights have gone up, uh, you know, kind of in and out over the years, how much, but it was really, it was really lovely. It was really yeah. lovely. Especially and, and when we had all that snow and cold. When we had like all that snow this winter, it, it was perfect timing. And, you know, it made a difference. It, it made downtown magical. When it gets dark and it gets dark early in the winter, you know, having those lights on is just really nice. I love driving home every night through the town and seeing it just magically lit up in Taos Mountain in the backdrop. And so we'll be doing that again this year. We hope to have even greater involvement from the community, from merchants, and from downtown uh, property owners. Uh, but one of, the, one of the next important projects is going to be walkability, because that's been prioritized by everybody. Is right. We really want to make, make, make downtown more pedestrian-friendly. Right. And that includes uh, taking advantage of all these alleyways and back roads that we have downtown because I mean I, I encourage anyone to walk around downtown and start to notice how many little nooks and crannies there are connecting our downtown and you realize how underutilized they are and how perhaps non-inviting they are right so that's one thing I think that we can work on that doesn't require a lot of money it requires people getting out there and, and coming up with creative solutions of how to make those more engaging you know putting putting plants doing you know, putting gravel down, creating signage to connect these downtown alleyways that makes it more pedestrian friendly and and help people realize how much parking there actually is downtown. Because part of it's a perception problem that we, we drive down Paseo and we say, oh, there's nowhere to park. And especially for our visitors, mm -hmm. coming back to that sense of arrival, they don't know where the plaza is exactly or where to where to park. Yeah. And so that's, I, I get asked like yeah. once a week by some visitors, how do I get to the plaza? Where can I park? Yeah. <laughs> I just had a couple yesterday ask me out in front of the Cal Sharp historic site. They're walking down, they're walking to the east towards Cimarron. Right. And they're saying, where's the plaza? And you're like, oh, it's, you, you missed it. Right. So right. that's something, those are things that we can work on is that kind of wayfinding, making it more pedestrian friendly. And that's something tangible that the community I think we'll see and respond to. And just speaking of the making it pedestrian friendly, uh, we did, Taos Land Trust did a walkability study in conjunction with Strong at Heart about a year ago, I think it was. Uh, Maya Anthony was one of, one of the leaders of that. And then we came up with a report of changes that need to happen, better crosswalks, maybe wider sidewalks in spaces, blind spots to deal with. Would 
Main Street be the kind of organization that would go to the town planning department, say, and with a, with a list of, hey, over the next five or 10 years, could we widen sidewalks here, put a sidewalk in here, fix these crosswalks, better signs? Is that something that Main Street would be? That's the conversation exactly. that we would have. Uh-huh. And using the walkability study, because we don't need to do a new study. Right. You know, yeah. we have We one. got it. We've got it. So we, so we have the, the Faralitos, and then I remember there was also a, a discussion about helping the folks on Ledoux Street. Yeah, I was going to address that. Um, Ledoux, for, for, for people who may not know, uh, every December, uh, Ledoux Street lighting was such a big thing, and it was such a huge and fun party, and then it kind of has faded off, and now there's talk about like bringing it back to maybe what it was 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Uh, it started with the Faralitos. And um, we learned a lot this year from putting them up. We realized we extended the time period a little too long, and we, you know, we learned a lot of lessons from the farolitos. And so, as we said, we want to have more farolitos during during the the season, um, the the holiday season. But that stimulated this idea of light and light in our downtown. So we are now have a small task force that's working on how do we begin moving from Farolitos during the Christmas tide and Yule tide, and moving that into celebrating light at other times. And so that's uh-huh. kind of a thought about what kind of other small projects like the Farolitos can come up that we can light trees or bushes. You know, we don't have a plan for that, but there's a group working on that. Another piece that we have is enhancing existing festivals and activities. And so not, while not doing them, how can we bring more to them? And so the Ledoux Street, um, as you said, had uh, we had some tired warriors and yeah. they were wanting to continue, but it was coming down to a few and some of the shops on uh, Ledoux Street have not are not there anymore. Right. And so how do it's we changed. do that? So um, we had a task force that came together was out of our promotion committee, which was Ledoux Street Task Force. And they worked with the different um, individuals on Ledoux Street to revitalize the project and, and bring it up and create more energy to it. And we will continue with that next year also. And Ledoux Street is an area that the town has identified as an area they want to be working on is creating more walkability and, yeah. and addressing parking and all kinds of things on that street. So we'll be working with them on that too as we work to create access how do you get, we know where Ledoux Street starts, but we come off the plaza and as you see these two visitors, the rest of us know all how to get there. But how, how do they get to this Ledoux Street, you know, as you kind of get in that strange right. area off the corner of the plaza? For so, those in Radio Land, Davison and I are nodding. Just, <laughs> just if, you can't, if you can't hear that. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a so, solid nod. Yep. It's a solid nod. So, um, work, so that's the kind of thing. But also, um, but also creating a kind of a, more of a strategic plan as we do this yes. into the future. So there's lighting of Ledoux, there's bonfires on Bent. But one thing we saw this winter with the, the great success of Tau Ski Valley and all the amazing snow we had is, it, it is we're starting to see how does that trickle down to the downtown economy and how can we facilitate that? So one of the things we've been saying is, okay, what, what are events that we can do that bring people downtown? Because it's not enough just to keep your, your stores open later in hopes that people trickle down after a fun day skiing. We've got to kind of create the events that bring people downtown, right. that we coordinate with Tau Ski Valley. And so the, these become... 
these become engaging events for both the, the community where you're bringing your families downtown to do stuff, but also Ski Valley has has things for people to do and plan their vacations around. So maybe there's a way to build on these individual things so that we have kind of winter events that, that become these foundations, these pillars of, of economic activity and community activity, most importantly. So these are the kind of conversations we want to have and, and make happen. And how does, or, or does, Main Street have a place with, you know, we've got a lot of empty storefronts in our yeah. downtown area and within the Main Street area and then right on the periphery of the Main Street boundaries. And you can check out the Main Street boundaries for those of you listening um, at the website, which is www.towsmainstreet.com or .org. Yeah. So, so check out the map, but we've, we've got these empty storefronts, these empty places. What, what do you guys think about Main Street and that interaction? This is yeah. a big conversation in, in the Main Street um, group. And there's, there's a lot of studies on what you do about that. And some people say, well, let's, should we do an ordinance? But then you have an ordinance and do ordinances work? In some places we've heard they do. In some places we've heard they don't. And there's all reasons why they do or don't work. And so we have a multi-tiered um, approach that we're looking at right now. One is, how do we at least make the storefronts not look so empty? You know, how do we come up with a small incremental change to create a liveliness in an empty storefront? We obviously know that behind that, there's a whole conversation with the property, with owner. The property owner. What's the right mix of business to go into that? particular place not that we can dictate that but that oh. we, how can we invite but, that so would you would, would you consider working with the like technical experts or something and saying oh these are five different types of businesses that might fit into this this empty storefront and then potentially approach the landowner or it's a it's a collaborative conversation mm -hmm. you know and and we're learning as we're going right you know we've been talking here for a while and this is a lot that we are talking about. This yeah. is a big project because we're talking about little walkability and signage, but we also have larger segments of the downtown area that may need revitalization. How do we do, how do we actually address some major parking structure in partnership with the town? How do we look at um, what's going to happen with DOT and the parking lots and all of that? So there are some larger infrastructure things that are happening in our community. So as we talk about all of this, and the people that are listening know we're moving intentionally and carefully and with a plan incrementally. Small baby steps in the beginning to create success as we move forward deeper into the project because we're here long term. Right. And that's exactly one thing I was going to point out that I really like is that here's an organization that's, that's setting up that can be here for 10, 20, 30 years mm -hmm. um, to, to deal with these issues on a long term basis because that's... You know, if you have somebody who just comes comes and goes, you don't deal with some of the long-term issues. Right. And some of these conversations take a long time to have. Well, I look at the Community Foundation because I worked there for so long. And when the Community Foundation started, it was just an idea. And there were a small few, few donors that came together and generated an idea. And they worked together as volunteers for a couple of years. They had a director that came in and laid a really strong foundation. And then from there, I, I came in and we grew the foundation based on that vision. And look where it is now right. and, and the new director and what they've been able to do. And it's, it, you have a strong vision and you stay with it and you, and you just move incrementally. Um, it, it's possible. What are roughly the boundaries of the Main Street 
project that we're talking about. Everybody can go online and look at the map, but just give us a, like, just a rough idea. Uh, basically, on the west end, it would be to the Harwood. Okay. And then on the north end, we go what? Just past? Post office. Post office. Okay, so from uh, Harwood, post office. Post office, and then to the Cal Sharp Historic Site would be the east end. Okay. And then our south end drops right, right about La Cueva. Right, a little bit below that, uh, right before Smith's. Right before Smith's. Okay, right before so, Smith's. so so roughly the boundaries are Harwood, the post office, the Cow's House, and Smith's. Where our merchants are, where our small merchants are. We can always grow, but we had to, we had to pick something that we could handle because there's a lot of measurement that we have to do as far as investments, jobs, and and um, the and the growth of All the, the economy. economic indicators. Yes, and so we have to measure that, and so we had to bear in mind that as we um, grow as an entity. Our next step, however, is to do something that's called a, a metropolitan redevelopment area, and to identify the area, and then and that is a little bit larger area than what we have, and that's part of Main Street's project. And you look at different areas that are struggling and uh, they they use the word blighted which is ouch or, uh, ouch yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little strong yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you look at that and they and there's a whole development plan that happens and so while we say we're not planning it's taking all of our work and bringing it into action based so that will include a little bit larger area but that's not yet defined Okay. So the MRA is something that we will be talking about in the next couple of years. And um, we have about seven minutes left. Um, so this may be too much for seven minutes, but, but is there also a plan? And, and again, I know this is long-term and we're, we're, we're talking about how we're in the beginning stages. Is there a plan within Main Street to look at some of the historical intercultural issues that we have in this town? I feel like a lot of times when we come, when we come up to planning, we come up to transportation, we come up to these different issues, we run into our history a lot of times. We have a, 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 a history of trauma. Some people talk about historic trauma in our town. How might Main Street, as an economic development and a planning infrastructure organization, look at some of those issues? I think that one of the basic tenets of Main Street is what we would rely on, and this is a very broad answer to start, is the fact that we are about using community assets. So we're not about bringing something in and doing an overlay. Uh-huh. We're about listening to what ha- needs to happen and what has happened in an area to understand how it's used and how it's loved and how it's historically been accessed and respond w- with the stakeholders from that particular project or that area in a way that's responsive. So by having that voice at the table is, is the most important thing when you're doing a project. So this is not just an overlay planning project. This is about listening to the, the rhythm of the earth and the rhythm of the people. So it's always a, let's do this, but let's check in. Let's do this, but let's check in. And so I, I think by looking at it in that term, um, some of these projects can go forward. We're not, we realize we're not going to please all the people all the time, and that's something that does happen. But one of the things that's 
vital to us as we've been organizing is to say whose voice is missing at the table, who needs to be at the table. And by being able to have an organization that has the breadth that we have of, of ways that people can connect creates an opportunity for different people to connect and to have their voices heard. So not everybody has to serve on the board. Not everybody has to serve on a promotion committee. We serve on a task task force. And so trying to bring those voices together. Addressing historic trauma through planning is a real conundrum because, you know, those two, those two uh, ideas are, are very contradictory almost. And so we think of it more in terms of placemaking and listening and, and, and moving slowly. And I would argue that there's actually a historic precedent for us working together as a community. When the Anglo artists arrived in Taos over 100 years ago, it was a much smaller community, and by necessity, people had to work together just for their very survival. So that these communities were, in many ways, more linked historically than they are today. And, but I'm very optimistic that we can get back to that because, honestly, our, our future and our economic sustainability uh, and our community requires it. So I think this really is an opportunity for us to look back and, and, and try to you know, not put aside the trauma, but look at historically how our community thrived and how we all worked together and who was on the plaza 100 years ago. Everybody was on the plaza 100 years ago. It was a true community space. It was a true community space and was for a long time. So it's there. It's in our cultural memory. So we need to get back to that. Great. Elizabeth, did you have something to add to that? I, you can contact us at director at Taos Main Street. Um, or you can pop on our website. Or you can get a hold of Davison at the Cow Sharp. We're here if you want to pop onto the website and fill in the volunteer form that's helpful we we will you'll start getting emails and things from us but have patience with us because <laughs> changes are small and it takes time and it takes time is there anything else you'd like to add in our last two minutes if you'd like to support us or to work with us please do call and i'll give you um, my phone number which is seven seven zero three zero eight nine probably the easiest way to just dial right into us. And you'll be seeing us at Farmer's Market, at different events um, Great. throughout the summer. We'll, we'll be working to create a, a greater presence so that we're accessible and can answer questions and engage with folks and, and grow our di- diversity as we move forward. Great. Elizabeth and Davison, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. And, uh, thank you, Jim. Check out um, www.taosmainstreet.com and www.taoslandtrust.org. You've been listening to the Taos Land Trust Podcast. This podcast was produced and recorded by Jim O'Donnell at the studios of KNCE 93.5 FM in Taos, New Mexico. Edited by Brett Tomadin. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit www.taoslandtrust.org. This is Jim O'Donnell for the Taos Land Trust. Thank you for joining us.